Welcome to Podcast Hell. I'm Eric Helwig. Ad reads. This is the third week Magic Mind has sponsored the show, and I keep calling it Magic Mike by mistake. To be clear, I'm not recommending Magic Mike. I'm sure it's a great movie. I'm a little scared of it. Uh, I already married a chick, all right? I'm not watching that fucking movie. I'm too. What, what happens if I like it? Anyway, that's not the point. Let's get back to Magic Mind. Their promises to use the world's best suppliers require testing of every ingredient, provide certificates of analysis of said ingredients, inspect every bottle by hand, and test every batch in a third-party lab. That's the Magic Mind promise. Slightly different from the Magic Mike promise, which is if you freeze frame during the final dance, you can see Channing Tatum's dick. To try Magic Mind for yourself, which you should, take my promo code Podcast Hell 20. Again, that's two zero. Podcast Hell 20. And go to magicmind.com slash podcast hell. It's 20% off a one time purchase or a subscription, and it helps keep the advertisers happy and not focused on the fact that I said Channing Tatum's dick in an ad for their product. Okay, Radical Neon. Some of you are listening to the audio of this podcast right now. If you are, stop whatever you're doing, even if it's life saving heart surgery. And go to my YouTube page and look at this fucking beautiful sign from Radical Neon, all right? It's sick. And you can have your own sign for whatever you need for 20% off just by going to RadicalNeon.com and using my promo code PODCASTHELL20. It's 20% off. Radical is spelled R-A-D-I-K-A-L. And uh, Podcast Hell promo, you know it, PODCASTHELL20. Uh, you can also email hello at radicalneon.com and just use the promo code in the body of the email. Check them out. They're great, and the signs look awesome. Quick reminder before we start the show, I do have a headlining gig at the Cellar Door in Frederick on Sunday, December 17th. Tickets are available at erichelwig.com. If you're in Maryland or Virginia or somewhere, I don't know, West Virginia, anywhere, you could fly in. Uh, fly in, grab tickets, they're on my website, we still have some seats available for that, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you, if I don't see you at the show, I guess I'll see you in five seconds when the podcast starts. Girl, we're about to go somewhere out now, time's to rise and elevation starts to drop down, a little secret, don't kiss and tell, you're so bad, I'll probably see you in hell, welcome to hell, baby, this is podcast hell. Like the last four people on the podcast have been like, "Do you know Brad Stoll?" And they're always oh, yeah. like, "And they're always like, no." And I don't have a follow up. I'm just like, oh, "Okay, never mind." Oh, you've asked them if they know Brad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like no, re- like it just. I'm like, I wonder if they know this guy I know. <laughs> right. They don't, but you do. I, t- yes. I think that's the first time we talked. Yep, through Brad. Yep, as he was leaving. Yeah, yeah. He's he's actually been a, a connector for me for a few different uh, people. I, I was just shooting with with a guy the other day that I met. At his going away party. Oh, which so, guy? Uh, Cliff Cisneros. Do you know him? No. Cool but, guy. Very funny. Uh, sketch guy. Yeah. Yeah. Who else do we know? <laughs> Just name <laughs> off Brad. Mutual friends. Uh, Anwar. That, you know, the, the big content guy. Uh, he has like... Yeah. 14 million just gonna list his credits but you know he's like a big viner and like has, has a huge presence now but i was shooting with him and cliff the other day is who vine- i met at uh, brad's party is vine back no okay vine's the thing that went away yeah. that was there for a minute yes but it did kind of give birth to a bunch of 
content creators who are still relevant now. So on other platforms. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. (laughs) I always, I I sometimes, I, (laughs) I, uh, I sometimes lament the fact with a couple of my like content creator friends that we didn't take vine more seriously. I mean, granted at the time I didn't know I wanted to like have a career in comedy, but I remember when Vine was a thing, and I made, like, did you ever make Vines? No, dude, I just started doing Instagram, like, two years ago. I'm, okay, like, so, okay. f- like, I'm I'm somebody that, like, looks at what you guys do, and I'm, like, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> that would have been, been a good idea when I was starting comedy and had yeah. nothing to do. Yeah. And people were, like, hey, man, you want to come make this, uh, this short video with us? I'm, like, nah, fuck you guys. Yeah. And then that, now I'm, like, god damn it, that was, uh, that was smart. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Vine really did launch a lot of people who are, like I said, still relevant today, and um, and a lot of people who are no longer relevant today, but no, it was, I, I look back, that's like one of my regrets, it's like I didn't take the, the Vine and like the content stuff more seriously during the initial boom of it, like early YouTube, yeah. things like that, but... What would you, where would you, on your list of regrets in life... <laughs> Like where does where does where not does, getting as into Vine? Like, yeah, is it top ten or is it? Oh, like, it's top ten for sure. Yeah, definitely. you're like Vine, not speaking to my father. <laughs> right, right. Not being in my kid's life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all underneath Vine. No, these are all these are like uh, these are our regrets. In 2023, yeah. 2024, like, these are the types of regrets people like. Our grandparents were like, I, I left my friend in a. In a ditch. In a foxhole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like I had to go take a piss. And I, I would have stayed with him had I known. We're like, you know, I, I, I knew Instagram reels would be important. Right. <laughs> but I, I didn't capitalize yeah. during the initial I should have Googled boost. about, I should have Googled hashtags more. Yeah. Uh, you know, like just that kind of stuff. Yeah. We do I, live a, a, a pretty, pretty charmed life, I would say. Do you, how do you, do you ever like think back? Like, have you seen The Revenant? Yes. Okay, whenever I'm sad about something, I just, I think of that scene where the bear is eating him. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, well, I'm not getting eaten by a bear. Right. Or when not- he's like sleeping in a horse or whatever. Isn't oh, I, I kind of like that part. Okay. I like, because some of my favorite parts of the movie, it's like super underrated, super underrated revenant scene <laughs> is where he gets out of the horse in the morning and he like just puts his hand on it. Like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. To the dead carcass. Right, I'm trying to remember that. I saw it like seven years ago, but yeah. But well, yeah. Recall everything you can remember, because I want to talk about yes, it. Yes, yes. No, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this would be like considered uh, good, like if a therapist heard this, if they'd be like, you need to stop doing this. But like anytime I'm like feeling an emotion, I, I literally just call back to like movies like that or like things I know from history, and I'm like, well, I'm not... I'm not, like, somebody didn't, like, stick, like, a pike up my asshole and, like, put me where the town could see me as it goes. Like, I just, like, read medieval torture shit. And I'm like, well, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why should I be, you know, this upset that my my dad doesn't support my comedy or whatever fucking bullshit I'm upset about. Right, right. Yeah, actually, that that reminds me of, like, my, my grandpa was a World War II veteran, and he would always, like, instill in my mom that, like... Uh, his, his daughter, uh, he'd, he'd be like, um, yeah, when bad things are going on, like, hey, at least no one's shooting at you. 
Like he was in D Day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like he was he experienced like hell on earth. So any <laughs> anything else after that was just like Yeah, whatever. why do you, how do you like how do you like people are like, you know, the parenting of that generation was not great and it's like maybe because a lot of them were at D Day or like <laughs> if you were a lady you were like in a factory like making fucking like missile casings or whatever whatever like the the shit of like being actually in a war effort. Yeah. How do you then like attend to your kids' need for eye contact? <laughs> it seems like they were destined to be bad yes. parents. Like yes. th- their thing in life was winning that war. Right. And our thing in life is like being much better parents but probably losing whatever war we're forced to fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. I don't think I would handle a war very well. Yeah, yeah, that's uh yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to uh I want to break it down. First 10 minutes. Yep, yep. That, that's kind of what the podcast is. Not nice, really. Nice. Um are you where are you from? I'm from Minnesota. Okay. So, yep. So that's why yeah, I'm a big Minnesota sports fan, which we talked about a little before, but um yeah, from Minnesota, born and raised there and went to college out in Boston, East Coast, and then now I'm What here school in, in Boston did you go to? Okay. Yeah. A lot of people went to creative people go to Emerson. Yes, yes. It is a big, like, creative arts school. Bill Burr. Bill Burr is... My sketch teacher from New York. Okay. You. Me. That's three, three people. people in <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. When I said a lot of people, I meant you're the third person <laughs> okay. that I have heard of going to Emerson. But I okay. think there's more. There are more, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dennis Leary went to Emerson. Okay. Jay Leno went to Emerson. Really? Who was actually famously, he dropped out. The story goes, I don't know how true this is, but the story goes that he dropped out of Emerson because they told him he'd like never amount to anything or something. I don't know. Maybe he's just making that making up. That, that up, sounds but, fucking made up. <laughs> right. And he's like, nobody ever says the phrase, you'll never amount right. to anything. It's like the, the rappers who are like, like to my teachers who'd said who who said I'd never do shit in life. It's like what teachers did you? It's like those are some mean teachers. Yeah, but but yeah, no. Apparently they were very down on him at Emerson, and he quit so he could just do stand up in in Boston. And then he yeah, so he and Emerson had this like bad relationship his whole career. But then I guess he mended things with them, and then did the commencement speech there like 10 years ago or something. Yeah. But but yeah, so he's not an Emerson graduate because he didn't graduate, but he did go to Emerson. So I've got a buddy who I went to college with that never graduated. And every time I start bringing up like memories of seeing you, like I forget that he didn't graduate. Yeah. And it's like a sore, I think it might be a sore point for him. Oh yeah. But it's like, to me, if you went there, that's like, I don't know. You can, you yeah. can claim it. Like, you, right, right, right. You gave them money. Yeah. So it's like, I get to fucking say that I, like, I was in a program there. Uh, it was like a leadership program, and I didn't graduate. What it. school? Christopher Newport. Christopher Newport. It's very small. It's like in Southern Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And I, I was in this leadership program. You're supposed to be in it for four years. I quit because yeah. it fucking sucked. Yeah. But then, like, for everything I've ever done since then, I put that on my resume. Okay. So I was like, well, I did it. I just <laughs> right. didn't finish it. Yeah. Nobody's going to fucking call up and be like, 20 years ago, yeah. this guy, like, I don't know. I feel like if once you start doing it, you get to do it. Right. Also, that's the thing. Like, 
does anyone actually verify like college graduation? No, that, I, right? I like, think you could put like you could just say anything if could, it's not like something where you need like specific <laughs> skills, like a like doctor. medicine. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. After that, it's like you can feel like you can kind of say whatever. No one has ever asked all the jobs I've applied for. No one have, has ever asked to see my physical degree, and yeah. they probably didn't call up Emerson to verify that I graduate. I mean, I did graduate, but I uh, easily could be lying about it too. I fucking found my degree. Like when I yeah. went home last time, I mean, it had like fucking just stains on it. Like I don't know where it was like fucking tucked away in a box. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this. I, I got that. The day they handed this to me, it went right in a box and never right. came out until later. Yeah, I hope my, if my degree still, I mean, I'm sure it's around somewhere, hopefully at my parents' place still. Hopefully they know where it is. I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe maybe I'll get my school to send me a new degree. A new one. And frame it. And that'll be what goes on this wall. There you go. It'd be. Have you ever seen someone like, display a bullshit four-year like english degree that no. doesn't even apply to the thing that they're doing like <laughs> right, i'm right. in sales now like i'm in sales and i'm a comedian nothing college was clearly not necessary right but like uh, yeah it's same i i guess but yeah also i've i've dabbled in in sales as well but um yeah no i've never seen like the unrelated degree that would be a, a funny move yeah maybe i'll do it you should what did you sell I sold, I guess I'm, some, okay. Some, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to start, I'm gonna start <laughs> by saying what I usually tell people, <laughs> which is true. I tell them medical devices. I do medical device okay. sales. Do you know where I'm going with this? The thing that holds ladies' pussies open uh, during <laughs> gynecology. Is that no, what you but, did? No, but right. you're kind of on the right track, I guess. All right. Life alert. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Help! Yeah. I fall and I can't get up. And well, you sold that to old people. Yeah, Oof. and their kids. Oof! Over the phone. Oof! And uh, this is brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a, it brutal. was a weird job, and I mean, I like to think that I was helping people. I was saving lives, you know. Yeah. But also, there were some <laughs> negative things about it too. But uh, also. I might be, if things don't really, if I need to go, I, I basically took a hiatus from them, might have to come crawling back if sure, sure. I need the cash. But yeah, so if you're watching this Life Alert bosses, uh, I love you. Would you have and, like, would you have like a thing where if, if an old lady, like a, if you called someone and they were like, hello, you were like fucking jackpot. Oh, I got him. Like, was there like. If they the the more close to death they sounded, the better. Um, sometimes, not always. There's this hilarious story that uh, sticks in my mind. It's hilarious to me. That always uh, good to start a story by saying it's <laughs> right, hilarious. Right, that's yeah. That's <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. All everybody recommends that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a bad move. Okay, there's a story, and you can decide if it's hilarious. But yeah. there was a there was a guy who, or there was a a woman who called. Uh, older lady, it sounded like she was like, my husband is interested in getting one. He'd like to sign up for one. It's like, oh, great. I'll tell you all the details and we can go over pricing and everything. And so she, it sounded like she was ready to, to buy. And then I hear this voice from, 
from uh, uh, distant, distantly over the phone, being like, I don't need it. I don't need it yet. She's like, and then she's like, I'm sorry, one second. What do you mean you don't need it? What do you mean you don't need it? You're ready for it. You're ready for it. And then so they're just arguing. And then she comes back and is like, I'm so sorry. Uh, can I get your number? I'm going to have to call you back another time. I'm like, oh, your husband didn't think he was ready for it? He's like, yeah, he's um, he's not. He's very independent-minded, so he's not quite uh, ready. I was like, okay, you, you did mention a lot of medical issues he has uh, how how old is he if i may ask oh he's 99 Ooh, yeah wow he's 99 and is, i was like <laughs> man with all due respect <laughs> he's very blessed to have made it this long at to 99 and based on everything you said this would be the smart thing to do well i i agree but he's not ready and then yeah i called her back like a week later yeah he's still not ready <laughs> and so i mean I never I mean, made I never made that sale. I don't but. think that guy was ever ready. Yeah. Some people like, I don't know, my grandfather made it to 94, one of my grandfathers, and like he was like trying to go out for walks well past the time where he was like supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. But I think some guys just they're like push it. They're like you know, one more year of fucking or driving or whatever they think they can still do. Yeah. You could just at that point I feel like you could just slip it on him while he's sleeping. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I think the the big sticking point for a lot of people was just like the the pride of like having to wear a, a necklace. Yeah. Or or a wristband. It was just like they didn't wanna it was like a, a stigma for them of, of wearing it. So Oh, you gotta put it where you can touch it. Yeah. Oh, because I would, yeah. like, put it on my ankle. But I can barely touch my fucking ankle now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there's different ways to do it. But no, can so, you hide, Can't you hide it, though? Can't you put it yeah, under you your can, shirt? Yeah, you can tuck it under your shirt. Yeah. yeah just put it under your shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I'm I never mean, putting on one of those fucking things, though. <laughs> right. I'll tell you this. I, I totally relate to the guy. For sure. Yeah. No, I probably, yeah, I would probably do the same thing if I ever reached that age. Yeah, so. I uh, I sold timeshare. Okay, which also I think I was saving people's lives. Yeah, by <laughs> how forcing <laughs> by forcing them to go to Colonial Williamsburg. Okay, every year for thirty years. No, I don't know. I I, I didn't sell like the timeshare uh, itself. I sold these packages. Those are like the vacation homes. It's like right? you own a week in this house. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. Unless you're like somebody who likes to go to the same place every year and you always take vacations at this. Like if you're like a teacher or something, it's probably good. Yeah. But for everybody else, it's not that great of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Time, I, I feel like I've never heard people talk about timeshares in like a positive light. It's always like it's a ripoff. It's a scam. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, what? it's like, yes, I do think that it's like Dane Cook. Like. Okay, some people liked it. Like, he obviously was pretty fucking popular. I don't hear people talk positively about him. Why am I fucking defending Timeshare? No, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad, but I do think, like, it could be, it, 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 it just could be a better thing. Yeah. Like, for some people, it's fine, but, like, it's the fact that it's a, the high-pressure sales is what makes people yes. fucking hate it. Yes. But yeah, I yeah. would do, I would go to trade shows. Well, first I would, like, walk around Williamsburg. That's like the first thing I did there. And I would just, if I saw somebody with an out of town license plate, I would like approach them. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, Oh, hey, uh, do, you, do you guys get tickets to Bush gardens yet? And I would just like fucking start pitches. Like, like this is embarrassing. This is probably, this is probably 
worse than what you did with life alert. But like sometimes I would like with my car, I would just wait by a stop looking for out of town license plates, like a fucking like rapist. <laughs> I would just look until, until somebody drove in on the main like freedom highway into colonial Williamsburg. And then if I saw an out of town plate, I would pull my car next to them and I would wow. like wave. I'd go, Hey, roll your window down, follow me. And then I would just like, when the light changed, I would pull in front of them and pull off onto like a little dirt road and people would follow me. And then I would, I would approach their car. I'd have my hands up so they didn't have a weapon. I would be oh like, and God. I would go, I saw you had uh, out of town. I saw you're from New York. I have these extra tickets to Bush Gardens. I just want to give them to you. Yeah, it's a 20 minute tour. And I would fucking pitch people on the wow, side of the road. That is amazing. Insane. Dedication to. Insane. Yeah. That anybody that, that, that anybody ever like bought it. And yeah, like, did that lead to any, yeah. any sales? Wow. I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't working. That's so <laughs> I also used to like I also used to go to Friendlies. There was a Friendlies right when you came in. Yeah. You want to get they're gonna get overpitched when they're in Williamsburg. So you wanna you're trying to get them like be the first person to talk to them. Uh huh. So like the there was a Friendlies that people would like it was right by all the hotels. So it'd be like, oh, people go there the first night a lot. So I would go to the Friendlies parking lot and just recline my seat back so you couldn't really see that I was in the car and I would wait for the car. Again, like serious like rapist this, behavior. This is like, sorry, you're <laughs> just, the night crawler. I would just wait the for people to come in. Timeshares. Yeah. And then when I would see the plate, I'd go, okay. I would get out I would time getting out of my car when they were walking into the store and just be like, Hey, I'm sorry guys. I just I don't know if anybody's asked you, have you guys gotten your tickets to that was always my have you gotten your tickets to Bush Gardens? Because that was the and, gift, okay. They would get if they did the fucking and Bush. Spiel. Gar- I I missed an important detail. Bush Gardens is what a the- theme park, okay, in Williamsburg, right? And you'd be like, if you come sit in on this ninety minute timeshare pitch, we will give you tickets to Bush Gardens. Oh, got it. Okay, but I would just right. I would just hand I would like hold it out and be like, did you get these? Yeah, like you somebody. Oh, we meant to hand these to you. I'm yeah, like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And then I would go right into the wow. spiel. That is, it's kind of crazy. Like, so crazy, but also like impressive that you were able to pull yeah. that off. The nice thing about Life Alert, I will say, is that there is no cold calling and no running people off the road and, <laughs> and uh, convincing mm-hmm. them to get out of their car. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. It's because yeah. um, it was all inbound business, and then the only outbound calls you you made were people who had already inquired before so you didn't have to cold approach cold call so that was that was like the selling point for of them like hiring me and other people that like hey you don't have to cold call because that's tough cold calling is brutal i don't i have a sales job now i don't have to cold call and that was one that i had two requirements i was like no cold calling and i gotta work remote yeah cold calling is brutal i've done that yeah and that fucking sucks totally that's worse than someone giving you the finger as you try to run them off the road <laughs> like that. That's a more understand, like just the fucking fuck you click that, that gets sad. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You said you might go back. Maybe. Just, well, just dependent on like, you know, how De- depending on, on how this things, podcast taken off. Yeah. Yeah. If this podcast goes viral, <laughs> then uh, I won't need to go back. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well then your guy, I have bad news for you, man. You're fucking, you're going back. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how how things play out. But um, but yeah, I I left it on terms there. It was just like 
maybe you can come back if you want. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I had like three years in New York where I didn't have to have a day job cause I was making enough money doing other stuff. That's uh, nice. It fucking ruled, dude. It was yeah. great. Yeah. But this was, it was the, the, it was an illusion. It was like a, an oasis. Yeah. It's cause it was improv based and that, that collapsed hard. In, improv comedy? Improv comedy. You were you were making a living from improv? I was from making a improv? living from improv comedy. The one person to I was ever like do the that? one person that was making $80,000 a year with improv comedy. Were you from shows? Were I was teaching, jerking or? off my students. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, <laughs> No, I was teaching a lot. Okay. And then uh because I was at this theater performing a commercial agent, I guess I was doing commercials, okay. but like I wasn't an actor. Like I didn't yeah. even have headshots or anything, yeah. but they were like, you should come do commercials. And then I started booking commercials and that plus teaching was enough. Oh, that's cool. So I just was like, oh man, like why doesn't everybody just fucking do improv? It's, it's so profitable. <laughs> right. Right. And then it, of course it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Performing improv is, Obviously not profitable, you but pay to do it. Yeah, yeah, other other things around it that yeah can lead to commercial work. I try to book commercial work. I get close to a lot of them, um, but uh, hopefully there's one around the corner. But, but yeah, do you do commercial acting out here? No, I mean I have a rep. Yeah, but I don't like doing it. Okay, so I like when he sends me auditions. I'm like fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I actually don't look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. This is especially now with like. You got to fucking do it yourself. Yeah, you got to set up are, your camera. Yeah, the self-tapes can be a little arduous. Although the commercials are going back more and more in person now. Like this past oh, week, I I went into like three three or four in-person commercial auditions. So that was, was nice to just be able to go in and do your thing and leave. If that's what it's going to be, I'm, I'm in. Because yeah. I like that in you. I liked, like like... Yeah. I can listen to a podcast. I can do other shit. I just walk into the room. Oh, Triscuits, the best. And yeah. then you fucking out. Or sometimes even like, it would just be like a facial expression. Oh, yeah. The yeah, biggest commercial that- I ever booked, I didn't have a, I just looked at someone and went, it was like, I'm going to fucking pay my rent for two years off of that face. Yeah, it's crazy how that can work. What, uh, what company was that? Ally for? Bank. Okay. You never saw that? No, didn't see that one. It made the rounds for. <laughs> I'll show it to you after the podcast. Sure. So, it, was so pretty... it ran for a while and it ran for a while and okay. yeah, yeah. Got your yeah, it was co- residuals. Got my residuals. My uh, my mom is like, because I would get in these, I would go for these auditions, and she would call me and be like, "What are you up to?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm auditioning for whatever." Um, Cheez Its. She'd be like, "Cheez Its." I just bought Cheez-Its. This is huge, Eric. I'm like, you can't fucking pump me up for it because I'm not going to, I probably won't book it. Yeah, yeah. So it became a thing where like I I wouldn't like really celebrate when I booked that stuff. I'd just be like, yeah, it's just a fucking paycheck. They might cut me out of the commercial after I shoot it. I had that happen. Yep. So now that that's all done, I'm like, oh, I probably should have like told more people that I was like booking commercials or like let people celebrate it with me more. Yeah, Do you ever feel yeah. that way? Like you get something and you're like, you work so hard to get it. You're like, by the time you get it, you're like already thinking about three things ahead of the what you want. Thing, yeah. And you're not really like enjoying the moment. For sure. Yeah. No, I felt that way too. 
also I've been like cut out of stuff, cut out of movies and and things movies. like that. It, yeah. Well, there's one in particular. It was like a Hulu movie that I had a. I only had one scene in, but it was like a big scene with like the main character, who's a pretty notable actor, and the whole scene just got completely cut. And so yeah. I'm glad I didn't. So I've had like a viewing party for a couple things before. Luckily, that wasn't one of them because yeah, that would have yeah. been super embarrassing if I invited a bunch of people over. I'm like, oh, here it comes. Oh, just kidding. Thanks right, for coming, Here's the everyone. scene where I club Robert Redford in the head <laughs> with a dead carp. A dead carp. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way though. I'm always kind of thinking thinking ahead and like like I'm not like not satisfied with with the the current thing. I I want the next thing. So, but yeah, that's the the life of what we do. Sure. Are you, uh, are you, are you like trying to have kids or anything? I mean, someday probably, but like, I'm not like, not even that's like pretty just, far away. I just unzip my skin and I'm your fucking girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are you going to fucking get married? You right. piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I feel like that's, that's a long way. How old are you? For me. I'm 31. Oh my God. Dude, so, well, that's what it is. The mustache, I thought we were closer. Oh, okay. This, this age. I'm fucking 38. Okay, the, the stash aged me up. The, the stash aged so I, ju- I just do the stash for, we were talking about commercials. I just do it for commercials. Yeah. Because, like, all my friends with mustaches, they just book left and right. It's like a cheat code. Have you ever, like, noticed that? How, like, they love oh, yeah, commercials, I will- love mustache guys. They, yes. They're like, and ooh, I- quirky. Millennial, ironic. I did like a week where I had a goatee. Um, I'm a quarter Mexican, and it does not register unless I start doing stuff with my facial hair, and then I'm like, oh, now I look like my fucking relatives in Mexico. Okay, <laughs> and like I, so I was, I tried it like at points in New York, but mm-hmm. then uh, you know the people I was dating were like, get rid of that fucking goatee. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't think I can, I don't think I pull it off well, but I can't, okay. I can like, I mean, I, this, this shit grows out. I could, I could rock that. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you, if you start doing commercials again, do the mustache. I mean, it's not really worked for me, but for, for all the people I know <laughs> who do mustaches, they book all the time. So. Brad Stoll just shaved his mustache though. Really? You know, Brad Stoll? <laughs> Never it's heard got, of him. Gotta happen at least three times <laughs> right, a podcast. Right, right. Must say his name three times. Uh, he shaved his mustache. Interesting. And it's like his go-to look. It's his go. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think I'm okay with it. We do yeah. not need to talk about Brad Stoll. <laughs> I brought it up and I'm immediately like, why the fuck am I doing this? Right, right. Can't escape him. I can't, <laughs> I really can't escape him. <laughs> he was like, we became friends out here. Like I, we hung out in New York a lot. Right. Or we hung out in New York sometimes just like open mics. Okay. But then when I came out, I came out here and then he moved out like not that much shorter after I did. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know about, you said you're from Minnesota. Yep. How long have you been in LA? I've been here like six years. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if a lot of people from Minnesota come here, but if you come from New York, all you do is hang out with your friends from New York Yep. yep. in LA. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I do. There are a handful of Minnesota friends that I hang out with. There, there actually are surprisingly... Uh, a lot of Minnesotans who are here also, but, but yeah, no, I, 
it's like that's totally a thing is like hanging out with the people where you were from. Is there a big pipeline of St. Paul to L.A.? Uh, kind of. Or yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, a lot of the sketch guys I work with are Minnesotans. Um, a lot of the there. Yeah, a couple of the actors, actresses, uh, comedians. Yeah. Where are so. your O's? The, oh, oh support, where is, you, <laughs> not picking it up. Supposed, it's very subtle now. It's okay. very subtle. I think it's it's kind of washed. The accent is kind of washed away over time. Which thank God because that's an obnoxious. Oh, accent. Come on now. It's, I think it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, no, we all love Fargo. Right, right. I love it. Oh, I, I it's oh. One, of, one of my favorite movies. But um, yeah, no, I've seen like clips, some like videos that I did in high school and stuff. I was like, wow, that accent was pretty gnarly. Like, it, I had it. And it, it kind of wore away as I left the state, which, again, I think it's a good thing because I don't think it's bring very it attractive. Bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah. Do you get, is it that thing? I'm going to, we can still talk while I let the dog in. Sure. Is it a thing where, like, if you get drunk, it comes back? It comes out? Maybe, yeah. I think, yeah, if I'm, like, if I'm in a uh, high energy situation and if I'm like yelling about something, if I'm, if I'm at the, there's a Vikings bar here in LA, the, the pineapple saloon. And that's really the, that's the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In Sherman Oaks. And yeah. So if I'm watching a Vikings game out here and we're yelling about the Vikings, I might, I might be like, let's go, you know, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Might, might come out when surrounded by fellow mid, uh, Minnesotans. Yeah. You're less, um, uh, what is it like self? He just fucking came in and now he's going back to the door. Oh, he always wants the he, other thing. He just, you know, the grass is always greener. Right. Right. Whatever. Fuck him. <laughs> Annoying. Cute dog though. He's very cute. Yeah. Um, I spent the whole last podcast. He walked in. And then I just talked about how I would process him dying, oh. which was not. Yeah, that's sad. How, how old is he? He's close to dying. Oh, really? <laughs> no, he's like nine. Okay. I guess what's, it's like for a pit bull that's like. What's the lifespan? I can't do a second podcast in a row talking about oh, him you, dying. Yeah, we okay. have to. I have to stop. <laughs> let's move. Let's talk about something new. Let's talk about. <laughs> I cannot do that again. Let's talk about Brad Stoll. Brad, Brad Stoll. Brad shaved his mustache <laughs> And he lo- it's 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 he needs the hair somewhere. Right. If there's none here. Right. I think he should go. I think he should go full full beard. Full beard. Well, yeah, that's the classic, the classic I, bald and full beard look. I don't know if you can. I don't know if he can. Not everybody can do that, though. Can grow a full beard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you could, though. I can see the my the usual shadow. my usual look is full beard. Yeah, because uh, I look much less like a creep uh, with <laughs> with this mustache. <laughs> But um, yeah, have you not? You should have booked that commercial where the dude's trying to break into the house right, and the right. little girl's should, like, "Yeah, I should have booked booked that." Uh, anything for, where it looks like a, a child is in danger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> child like, or is- woman is in danger. <laughs> then you got to cast me with this stash. Seriously, man, like it, it is. I I one hundred percent agree with you. Like it's it's smart if you're going out for commercials. Oh yeah, because it's like yeah they they view it as like like I was saying it's like quirky ironic. Like, not too young, not too old. Well, it's, like, kind of a throwback because, you know, this used to, mustaches used to be super mainstream decades ago. But now when people have them, it's kind of, 
kind of this ironic thing. It's kind of this throwback. It's kind of nostalgic. It like conjures up some mostly positive things, I think, aside from like the, the creepy <laughs> stuff. And, uh, and yeah. And Except for the time you were lured into an ice cream truck. Yeah. yeah. Other than that one time, it's been all good. So what's the problem? How do the uh, how do the ladies like it or the dudes? I don't know. Uh, We're not that close. <laughs> the, uh, no, the 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 ladies of the ones I've the ones I've asked. I'm like I'm like be honest. Which which do you prefer? The which is my better look? Or like yeah, beard, mustache, clean shave. I rarely go clean shaven. It's usually beard. Uh, so I say like beard or mustache. They're like I like both, but probably the beard. I'm like. You can just say you hate the mustache. Is that, yeah, and, it's yeah, but no, I like both, but probably the beard better. So women have a nice way of like coat, like easing our egos about some of that stuff. Right, right, for you know, sure. Like th- th- they're not often like you know, this looks like this shit, is disgusting. Get yeah, like I will yeah. not fuck you unless you, yeah. you know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's sweet that they're they're laying you down on a a bed of roses. <laughs> right, right. It's so funny when I like when. Uh, sorry, I got to stop prefacing things by this is hilarious. <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be a letdown. Th- this but, is going to be the greatest story, story any of you have ever, ever listened heard. to. But yeah, no, it's like whenever I get a commercial audition and like I shave from the beard to the mustache, I just think of like this. I'm like. Of the sacrifices I'm making in my personal life, my dating life, I'm just like I'm, I'm throwing, I'm throwing it all away just to try to book this commercial, and I'm sacrificing the next three weeks of my life. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, look, it's a trade off. That is what it is. I mean, it's all trade offs. Like, there's no like, I'm gonna have everything I want and get to pursue everything equally. It's like. No, I felt that way for, I still feel that way now. Like living out here away from my family, I'm like, oh, I miss my family a lot. That's the trade-off yeah. of like wanting to do this. Yeah, I, yeah. I think what happens is, you know, I'm sure you'll do very well. But, uh, you know, Thanks. as you fail more, you'll, <laughs> you eventually come back to like, you know, like other shit. Like, like other things start to take more of a priority and you start trading off the career shit. I feel like that's what I did. Because yeah. there, there were so many times in my, especially like late twenties, where I was like, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go home for fucking holidays because there was like a stand-up show I got asked to do, mm. and it's like that was not at the time that was worth it. Right. It's right. no longer. It's no longer worth it. I find myself turning down a lot more shit career-wise than I used to, because I'm like not willing to cut into family time or something yeah. I plan with my wife. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's just like be the, becoming an old piece of shit. The way that's it goes. What it is. Yeah, no, well I mean it's it's like seems healthy to have a a balance of like me right now I'm still very much in like everything is like career first, you know, yeah, and everything yeah. else after that. But so. you should also should do that. Yeah. Like now's the time to do true, that. True. You know? I I mean you're thirty one years old, man. You got your your whole fucking I should just give you advice. <laughs> right. You know, I have seven years of mistake. No, I don't know. I don't know shit. I mean, you're do you know, this podcast gets like a hundred listeners. This podcast is gonna So it's like it's not it's gonna launch me. You should always be careful if anyone's giving you advice ever. <laughs> like just like look around at their life and be like, Okay. Hey, you, I mean, I'm looking around at your life here. You bought a house. That's, 
That's yeah, some, that's a rare thing. We for did people. somebody somebody died and we got money. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> is, you, you could have you could have kept yeah. the the veil of, uh, <laughs> of success, but you decided not to. Half the fucking people listening are related to me, and they know that. So I feel like okay. it's I feel like it's all right. No, I mean I have this nice desk. It's nice. You have this nice. I have this nice sign. This nice neon sign. Yeah, I do have. Uh, I have a promo code for this, so I have okay. a promo code. If someone wants, to if buy someone wants the to buy, sign? not the same okay. sign, just a their sign. Own sign. Yeah, they would customized. go. They would go to our friends at Radical Neon. Okay. In West Hollywood. Okay. Podcast Hell Twenty. Get twenty percent off. Yeah. So yes. I have a promo code. Okay. I have a table. You have a table. You have microphones. I have a you happy marriage. I have a happy marriage. You yep. know. You have a dog. I have a dog <laughs> who can't decide whether he wants to be in or out of the studio. You know, it should. I should think of the marriage and the dog. That should come to me sooner than the table <laughs> and the promo and the code. Sign. Yeah, yeah. Don't it show does, this. It, it does now. I feel like I don't know. Have you? You're single, right? Uh, it's kind of a kind of a middle ground situation. Going are are on. they going to listen to this? No. Hopefully not. All right. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I'm I'm not in a a a long term anything right now. Okay. But what what were you going to say? I mean, now I just want to fucking make <laughs> you uncomfortable yeah, yeah, and no. be like, yeah, what are the chances if I on. talk to you in two months? No, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I fucking hated being single. Yeah. I did not like it. Yeah. I don't think I like enjoyed, uh, casual sex. I, th- I just was like, I had it and I would be like, I would just be worried about it all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Am I doing this right? Am I hurting their feelings or my feelings getting hurt? Like I just was not. I'm. I'm much more comfortable in relationships, okay, even yeah. like bad relationships. Yeah, I'd be like, at least it's a. At least it's a. I'm in a ship. Yeah, that's. You know, I just. I. I was not a respectable. Respectable I, man. Not a lone wolf over yeah, here. Not a sigma male. No. <laughs> you see, you, you, what, regardless of this nebulous situation you're in right now, um, do you consider yourself more lone wolf? Or kind of. are you like in a pack? Um, kind of lone, kind of lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of sigma, as the the kids are saying nowadays. Is that a real thing? I thought you made that up. No, no, sigma? it's a real. Th- it's well, it's like I'm saying it ironically to to be clear, but it's like this. <laughs> it's like this internet thing where it's like there's like the usual hierarchy, like you've heard of alpha and beta, but then there's and omega or whatever but then there's sigma which exists out of the usual social hierarchy and the sigmas are like they don't they do their own thing and they don't they don't associate with the the social norms because they're oh, yeah. wolves but like and like they don't need they claim not to need the validation and approval of the rest of society but it's funny because i only know this because of the the so-called sigmas on the internet who are like, yeah, I don't care what other people think. I don't care what anyone else thinks. And if you agree, like this post right now to show people that I don't care what other people think because I'm a sigma male and I don't give a shit. I don't need other people's approval. I don't need social media. So be sure to give this views, share it, like it, comment to show that I don't need anyone. It's like, that's kind of hypocritical. Yeah, I mean... Sure. I, I, that's a tough spot to be in, I feel like, if you're like a lone wolf trying to gather people around you. How do you... A true lone wolf 
would not even have a phone. They would live in the woods Off the grid. and right. they would kill animals yes, and they would just live, howl at the moon. Do subsistence yeah. living. Yeah. No, I'm not like, no, I, I, and I make fun of people who say this too, but like sometimes I'm, sometimes I like going out and sometimes I like staying in. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm kind yeah. of an extroverted introvert or whatever bullshit people yeah. say like that. But no, I, I feel like. I am pretty like introverted, introvert minded, and like usually pretty like solo, lone wolf, whatever. But I I do enjoy socializing. Also, honest question. Yeah, you're in the woods. Yeah, it's nobody's around. Nobody, there's nobody for miles. Yeah, and it's a full moon. Yeah, and you're looking up at it. Would you howl? <laughs> like, would you just like how like just try it out and just. Be like, Absolutely. Yeah. Would you like try to do it where you're like silhouetted a little bit? Like totally kind of picture. There's an image here. Totally. I would howl and I would film it and post it to show people that I don't give a shit what other people think. Yeah. As I'm howling at the moon. I think I would, I would definitely do that. I'm not a lone wolf, but I would behave as one in yeah. a situation like that. I feel like you have to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. One thing I used to do when I lived in, uh, this is going to sound crazy. Oh, fuck it. I'll say it. Uh, so I used to, uh, when I lived in, like, Virginia, if I would get upset about something, and when I, like, you know, I I lived in a place that was, like, relatively, like, I, you couldn't just scream at the top of your lungs. People would think someone's getting murdered. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would drive out, like, 20 minutes to, like, somewhere, like, like a campsite or something mm-hmm. and just scream at the top of my lungs and then get back in the car and go, like, if I needed to yell... Yeah. You know that feeling where you just want to like yell into the abyss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I would actually drive to a location to do it so I could do it in what I felt was privacy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I, Is that a normal thing? It's not... You're not the only one who's who's like wanted to... I've seen videos of like people going out and, and like, yeah, yelling into waterfalls or whatever and like into the wilderness. Apparently it is, yeah. Yeah. Like a a good way to just release your whatever. Uh, yeah, just to, like, scream fuck as loud as you can if yeah, you're yeah. mad about something. Yeah, I'm, I I think I support that. If I was a therapist, I think yeah, I'd yeah. be like... Get it, get it out there. Get the, get the energy out there. You need to just fucking... Yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, I feel like I had a lot more when I was your age. <laughs> what, you know... Going back back, back, back in the back in the day, way back in the day. Yeah. I feel like my angst needed more of a the teapot, let the steam out, mm. type thing. Now I don't. Yeah. Now I don't feel like I need that as much. Yeah, I just, we, I'm talking like I'm dying. I'm talking like you should <laughs> fucking sell me life alert. Yeah, yeah, or a timeshare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. For well, for me, that's uh, like the gym is kind of my. I'm I'm a very like kind of anxious, pent up guy. And for me, the the gym is the place where I'm able to like get my get all that out. Um, you just so wail on the buys and just, just wail on the tries. Drop weights and and uh, yell. Yeah. Do you but, do you do the do you do like power lift training or? Well, so I go to so here's here's the part where where all the viewers lose respect for me, but I do go to a since you asked. Since you asked, I do go to a CrossFit gym, and <laughs> and half of the appeal for that is that I'm able to 
drop weights, <laughs> yell, <laughs> freak out, lift shirtless, and act like a caveman. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a, uh, it's fun to just like, yeah, to just like do that where normal gyms you have to kind of rein things in. And people always make fun of me at the gym for for like my, for how like loud I am when I'm, when I'm like doing heavy lifts, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you definitely can't do that at fucking planet fitness. Like no. you'll get looks yeah, they have and rules against that. There's like a lady clanking to two and a half. It's just like, what is, I, I have a, I just got a personal trainer. Um, I'm at LA fitness across okay. the street and like he, he's a big dude. He's a yeah. big fucking guy. Doesn't speak that much English. He's like, it's all chest and arms and back. Like, yeah, yeah. like are we ever going to fucking go on a light jog? Like, nothing. Like, he, <laughs> no cardio. It's like lifting. Yeah, yeah. And the noises that are coming out of me, I'm like, it's a little, it, it feels a little embarrassing <laughs> at LA Fitness. I feel like I'm being too loud. Okay, okay. And I've caught a couple times that somebody is looking over. So, okay. And I'm like, I feel self-conscious. Yeah. But but I wasn't a I wasn't a CrossFit gym in New York for like the second I joined a CrossFit gym it was just countdown to hurting my back how long yeah. until I'm injured and yeah, this yeah. is wasted money it took me like a month yeah and I fucking hurt myself it, yeah it is that is something that happens but yeah for me it's like I spend a lot of time on just like stretching now to try to avoid that and like mobilizing and. And like using lacrosse balls and foam rollers to like smash my muscles out to try to. Luckily, I've been able to avoid major injuries, but I totally see like why that happens. Yeah, and yeah, it's fairly common. But but yeah, the I guess the pros outweigh the cons for me for now. Of course, until my my body collapses under the the weight of all that uh, you're good man you got you got a you got a couple more years of your physical prime right i think it's like 34 35 you start to be like why why doesn't this arm move yeah i yeah no i think it's funny i i always think of like because i'm so i'm or like yeah i love sports obviously and like i always think of life in terms of like an athlete's prime so I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, kind of in the prime. Well, not if I was a running back. If I was a, a if running, if you were a running back, back I'd, we, be, we, I'd be done. We would have thrown you under a bus four years ago. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, and examined yeah. my brain for science. But, <laughs> but yeah, no. If you would have junior say out yourself, so you could keep the fucking yeah, yeah. Seriously, and yeah. hopefully I would, yeah, not kill anyone around me before turning the gun on myself. Okay, that's dark, but... Um, it stays in. It, it's clipped. <laughs> this is the clip. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, so I'm like, okay, I'm in my... If I was a baseball player and, like, a good one, I would be... Well, I was a baseball player, but a bad one in college, but that's that's a yeah. whole other thing. But if I, was, I was, if I was a pro baseball player and I was good, I'd be, like, be in the prime right now. Because baseball yeah, players yeah. can prime a little later usually than like the more than like NFL, NBA, you know. Less getting hit. Yeah, right, right. Less yeah. physical toll Yeah, uh, in like a violent way. So I think of it that way. But then, but it's funny with like stand-up, like my age, even your age, we're considered like, 
young kind of it's like, yeah you are it's like the, yeah. the stand, usually the i mean the big comics obviously like they they hit it big in like yeah it's like late 30s 40s is usually when like the big the big ones become like household names it's just yeah. so hard to be like funny and insightful and young i just yeah uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah and like the people that do it like even uh I don't know, like, I remember, like, watching, like, Bo Burnham specials being like, how fucking old is he? Right. And it's great, and it's creative, but it's still, like, it's, like, a lot of, like, ironic wisdom and stuff. Mm -hmm. The only way to really have wisdom is to just be, like, a fucking old bag. Like, just, you have to watch people die. You have to, like, lose shit. Yeah, it's what yeah. It's, like, it's hard to, like, you can't fake that. I feel like stand-up is, like, the ultimate, like, the audience reads it on you. Like if you're, yeah, yeah. if it's a, if it's a, a false thing or not even false, but like if it's not authentic to you, I don't know. Like, like I, I think about like the comics that I like now and you're right. Like they're all fucking forties, fifties. Mm -hmm. Like that's when there's, and their specials get better. It's like anything. It's like, it's like an athlete, like they hit a peak and then they go down. But yeah, it's just like you need fucking some battle scars or something. Yeah. I feel like that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Except for Matt Reif, of course. That guy has it figured out. But <laughs> I mean, look, I, I have no I have no hate for that. Everybody's like fucking, first off, the joke is fine. Like, who fucking cares? Oh, I mean, it's it's such it's, a run-of-the-mill. It's like, not. Yeah, we watched it, and we're like, that's the that's fucking the, joke? Yeah. That's what people well, are. Because his fans have, like, never been to a comedy, like, show. A comedy show before. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, like, a very average joke both in terms of like darkness and in terms of like funny i guess like it's just like a decent like whatever joke it's just know? so it's so interesting because like i don't know i'm a louis fan and yeah, you same. you watch old louis clips and you're like this is the things he's saying are so fucking crazy like it's obviously like whatever like he's he's being absurdist with some right, of his right. bits but you're like man fucking i always thought of him as like and myself at the time as like a liberal progressive guy and i'm like you showed this act to like those types of people now they'd be like this is a he's a fucking animal right They're like regardless of the jerking off stuff <laughs> yes i'm yeah. like it's just like the the bar the window's been moved to where i'm like that Matt Reif joke upsets people. I'm like, never come to a fucking comedy show yeah, yeah, again. Right. Like it's, that's that's nothing compared to the horse shit I say on stage. Like Yeah, no, yeah. It's it's insane that like that and it was funny because I saw there was like people were were up in arms about the uh the special and I saw the special, yeah. And then I saw people were like complaining about it. I'm like, um, I'm like, oh, okay, nice. They agree with me that this wasn't the best thing in the world. And then it's like, no, it's actually because they thought the jokes were too offensive. I'm like, okay, now that makes me want to defend <laughs> that right. Uh, yes. I feel the same way. Like, yeah. when I watched it, I was like, my, my thoughts were like, the jokes aren't bad. They're not that good. Right. It's just crazy that like, this is a special. Right. But, and the, right. the setups are like three minutes to one show, but like, <laughs> right. whatever, that's fine. Like, 
what I'm not gonna begrudge somebody else's success, but the second like I see like a certain kind of person complaining about something online, all I have to I I, I feel like I just become reactive, and I'm like, well, I need to defend that shit. Yeah, even yeah. if it's something that I don't even really defend, I'm right. just like, man, I just I don't want that kind of shit. Not that it will, but like if I ever reached any sort of like success as a comedian. Yeah. Where I'm like being seen by people outside of my own family watching this fucking podcast. <laughs> then I'd be like, I don't know. I would, I, I, I feel like I would try, I'm trying to set the expectation already of like, don't even fucking bother with my comedy if that's where you're at. Well, I think that's, I think I, I watched a YouTube video of a guy um, who had a theory of that's what, uh, Matt was doing with this special was he was trying to like weed out these fans of his who like have never watched anyone else's comedy before thought comedy was all just crowd work yeah and he wanted to like weed out these kind of like yeah these these people I, I guess <laughs> mostly women who yeah. uh, who don't like know what stand-up is and don't know what satire and absurdism is it's mean then, comedy is mean like yeah. it's not nice you're right it's not it's, it's not fucking being nice right. <laughs> i hate when people go like uh did you see the comments made i'm like they're not comments right right it's a, com jokes. a comment is me sitting down and being like this is how i feel that's a comment yeah yeah me being on stage yeah i just want to like take these fucking people and be like, you know what? Here's a fucking microphone. Here's the YooHoo room at Flappers with 20 right. uninterested people. Make them laugh. Right. You with, fucking dickhead. Right, by being super nice. Yeah, go, see, go, up there and, go up there and be nice. Right, right. Because that's what makes people laugh. You, you would yeah. get laughs for 30 minutes, 30 seconds doing that. Because the crowd would be like, oh, well, this is hilariously bad. Oh, yeah. it's funny. He's the, he, They're intentionally being nice as a as a signifier of how you can't do that on stage. Once it was realized that that's all they were going to do for five minutes, that it would be, I would be so happy to watch people bomb like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love it. I love watching bad comics bomb, <laughs> yeah. especially like super woke comics. I'm like, Oh God, let me sit in the back and fucking enjoy this. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like it, this, you reap what you sow. Like, yeah, it, it's mean. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. no, I, I mean, it is it is pretty crazy how, how like, that one joke of his, like, set off this firestorm of, like, so, yeah, again. Which made and it's all good for him, too. Like, yeah, that's yeah, the other people thing. people are is talking it, about it. Yeah, probably yeah. gets more views for the special, more tickets sold for him. Um, I mean, I was, I was, personally, I was kind of surprised he didn't do any crowd work in this I guess you usually don't do crowd works and crowd work in specials obviously but since that was like his calling card I mean, or maybe he wanted to show that like this isn't all I do but then by showing that with just the written material is like people eh, were like you should do your crowd work do bro. More crowd work but but yeah yeah it, it's like the whole thing is is pretty wild to me about how that one joke triggered like uh this firestorm it's like all right yeah People need to go to a comedy show and see how it's or an open mic. It's like a pretty, it's kind of like an open mic joke. You know? It really is. And that's not to disparage open mics, which, you know, are terrible. But I've heard, <laughs> I mean, it would be very valuable for people to not go to, if every person didn't have to go to a comedy show, but had to sit in the back 
of an open mic and yeah. watch what it's like for people to bomb with new material, I think that would help. That would be a very good thing for society. <laughs> if I was running for president, I'd be like, mandatory, you have to go to one open mic a year. <laughs> right. For, for, men, for mental health or for... <laughs> What what would that even for the opposite of I, mental I think health? It would, no, it would be to like it would be to like recenter your expectations for public discourse. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. <laughs> I, I actually wouldn't. I'd probably run on free healthcare or some bullshit. Yeah. Open um, mics. Yeah. I heard a joke one time at an open mic that I think about once a like once a week, and it's not. I don't even know who said it. It's not my joke, but a guy <laughs> came on stage and went. My grandfather died doing what he loved, trying not to die. <laughs> I just love that joke so much. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pretty insane. The, the one, the one open mic joke that that sticks with me is I went to this one years ago. It was like I don't remember what it's even called, but it's like pretty like black room. Like that's kind of the I think it was yeah. It was um, a place. Yeah, is it? What was it called? I know, but like the the host was black. There were some people watching. Most of them were black, and so that was kind of the vibe. And this like white guy goes up there, and he's like, uh, he's like, oh, you guys uh, heard of this new this new slavery app? <laughs> you heard of this new slavery app on your phone? Yeah. It's called fantasy football. <laughs> you can just you can just own players and own men and as like Jesus. How did, how did like, it go over? It was like you it was like I don't think it was like a lot a lot of shock. They're like, like Yeah. Did, like what is this guy what is this guy doing right now? I mean it wasn't like no, it was it, he bombed. It, it was a. It was. It was a bomb. But it was like if I, I was kind of. I was kind of dying, not at the joke, but just at the absurdity of the situation. Yes. Of this, of this guy, like making that joke, like in that environment. You don't have I just to. Was hilarious. I think there's a thought that like young comics are like, I can do my jokes anywhere. It's like, no, you can't. You can <laughs> choose what rooms you tell what <laughs> right. jokes. That's so. That's an okay thing. You're not a phony for yeah, going. Yeah. Maybe I rest the slavery joke in Harlem. <laughs> no, I used to do a. I used to do an open mic in. Uh, it was on like 129th and Martin Luther King Boulevard when I I lived in Harlem for six years, and. I was usually only the white guy there and it was, I would come up and first off a bomb can feel like you're doing well sometimes in a black room because they're, <laughs> they're so audibly telling you're like, are they laughing or are they telling me to get the fuck off stage? <laughs> but like I, I ended up like doing well at some of the shows and I eventually like they would like put me on like a real show they had there once a month that wasn't a mic and dude fucking crushing a black room as a white comic is the greatest feeling. I'm sure there's no it's better It's just like feeling. a warm... Not that I would know, but... It's yeah. a warm blanket of, like, racial forgiveness. You're yeah. like, oh, yes. Oh, I'm so cozy. <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that would feel nice if... Uh, you never, I mean, I, I just... I've, like, thought about that, too. Like, if I got put on, like, um, certain shows... Chocolate like, Sundays. Right, if I got put on... <laughs> yeah, no, I have to... Like, if I got put on, like, Chocolate Sundays... Well, like, would I have good material for this? And not really, which I want to, I would like to have good material for that because that would be fun to 
perform yeah. for you know more specific uh, crowds like that. But um, yeah, I I, I I I think I uh, I connect well with black audiences. Okay. Yeah. I don't have any. You just have to take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I got no proof of it. But well, I think um, I think it's like you just have to like. I don't know. They are again speaking in generalities. They're they're gonna let you know mm-hmm. if they don't like it for sure. So you have to like be fuck you like almost like Matt Reif style. You have to like be ready to interact and like fuck your jokes and like address what's happening in the room. Right. And there's so many people like forget being in a black room or a fucking indie room or whatever. It's like. If you're like a, I'm a script guy, like I stick to the joke and I don't fucking, you know, move off it because I'm afraid I'll lose my place, you'll get eaten alive. Yeah. And like, I, that was me for first few yeah. years. I would never like diverge from the script and, and that's why it took a while. It, that's why I was like really bad for a long time. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, if there's like, if like a joke is bombing or if like, you bomb like a couple bits, like like you have to address that. Like you can't yes. just you can't just move on and like nothing happened. And yeah, it's always a sign of like an amateur comic if they're just bombing and just no comment is being made. Yeah, like also it's like when you're new, you don't know if it's your fault or the audience's fault. Right. And there are times where it is the audience's fault, sure. and there's times where you suck and you missed a word and the joke didn't make sense. And that's like that's the experience is you eventually realize, oh, this is this is my fault right now. Okay, I'll make fun of myself. There's right. times where it's the audience's fault and in LA it's always it's the audience's <laughs> fault almost every time. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking good at stand up at this point. So I'm like, <laughs> you fucking bird brain dipshit. <laughs> like I just like I'm like I, that's the thing I now have to fight against. I is do like, like your freak outs at the audience. Yeah, I I'm trying to do it less because I don't wanna like just be looking for an excuse to do that. Yeah, and like, yeah. it's every audience is not like that, but a lot of them out here are mm-hmm. where it's like, I see comics that have to like the, the, they like leading a horse to water the way they have to like set up the joke so that the audience will be receptive because it has the word gay in it or it has the word black in it. And you're like, I just tell the joke. And if they don't laugh, I'm like, you fucking pieces of shit that's a good joke i tell that fucking joke every time i do comedy not in la that joke crushes right right. it crushes in black rooms it has crushed in black rooms why can't it crush in front of a bunch of fucking 30 year old white actors right in fucking la right it's not i just feel like here it's just like you're not really getting uh, uh a good sampling of your material Unless, yeah. unless you're doing a, a comedy chateau show, <laughs> in which case you're getting a sampling of friends of comedians yeah, right. being tortured, right? Yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is actually a little more representative of the country, uh, right? Right. I actually, yeah, I actually did a show there last night, and and it was solid. It was a packed room. Yes, and and it was crowd was was pretty good. Yeah, I uh, people really hate on. A, couple clubs out here mm-hmm. and it's not like every reason they have is not founded right but uh if you can go and like get a good audience and like fucking have a good time for five or ten minutes i'm like i'll always do that mm-hmm. i don't know why people the other thing is like i'm only past at like three clubs mm-hmm. 
So like when people shit on him, I'm like, well, where are you fucking doing stand up? Right. Like, right. did I am I missing you at the at the comedy store on Tuesday nights? Like, yeah. where are you getting up right now? Yeah. You should probably just go try to get past at the places that'll pass you, and then right. grow it from there. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. I agree. Uh, we're at uh, this has to end at an hour. It can't go if it goes a minute longer. Well, uh, the viewership. Okay. Yeah. So you got to cut. You got to cut some minutes out of this. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Um, who are the teams in Minnesota? The Vikings? No, twins. No Super Bowls. No, Vikings, no Super Bowls. The, the Twins have won a World Series. Twins have won two. And Were the, you alive? Nope. Last one was 1991, the year Kirby, before I was born. Kirby Puckett, yep. right? Yep. So, is he uh, dead? He is. Okay. He died young. He, he... He, like, went blind and he then... He went blind and gained, like, 300 pounds and... And was he not the best dude? I thought there, there was stuff about him was, not being. The yeah, best yeah. Some guy. some some stuff came out. Some some allegations. Of oh, his, uh, he had some gaish. Yeah, yeah. Some, he had some gaishans. Some, 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 some gaishans. <laughs> Never heard that abbreviation before. Yeah, yeah. He had some gaishans, but and which was tough because like he had such like a great story of. Of like how he came up, he was he was dirt poor in like inner city Chicago, like learned baseball playing like he'd throw like he'd practice by like throwing a ball against the wall and like it just like yeah those stories are always so like you're like a, a cockroach taught me how to read <laughs> and you're like oh god damn it right right but I mean it seemed like he was really just the epitome of of coming from nothing and. And um, and he was he was beloved in the Twin Cities. I was a little young when he was playing, but from what I hear, he was just this this like hero in the area. The two World Series, he did a lot of things for the community, a lot of charity work, and so on. And then um, this stuff kind of came out later on, which was pretty sad. That kind of tarnished his yeah. once great reputation. And then yeah, he died at like I don't know around. 40s or, or maybe mid 40s but um but yeah from like health problems but yeah it's sad but yeah that's kirby yeah but yeah that's twins, kirby twins two. twins vikings timberwolves have of course never won never won and then although they're having a great season this year they really are yeah uh and then the wild have never won one you don't consider the North Stars, who became the Dallas Stars. Yes. The, the Dallas Stars have won. But you don't, con- you're like, they're dead to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, um, it's like the Seattle wouldn't claim the Thunder now. But you know yeah. what they do, which is fucking horseshit, is the Lakers are like, we've won 19 Oh, yeah, titles. they take the Minneapolis You haven't won, you yeah. didn't win them. Right, right. You, Minnesota won those. Yep, yep. That would piss me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is those no, banners I, should hang above Timberwolves games. Yeah, right, right. Yes. No. I always, uh, I always kind of like half seriously complain about that. How like, yeah, they took the team and then take credit for the titles, yeah. and uh, and then we were stuck without a team for years, and then had the awful Wolves for who have been yeah terrible for most of the history until I, I think that's like that's something I wish. If I was president, the things I would run on, <laughs> I'd make everybody go to an open mic and I would make like, if you win a title in a town, then that town keeps the title right? and that town keeps the stats. So it's like, 
the fucking Oakland Raiders, whatever they won in Oakland, that's Oakland's. And if right. they get another team later on, their new team, the Oakland Wizards, gets to hang Raiders banners. Right. Why the fuck are the Tennessee Titans wearing Houston Oilers jerseys against the Texans? Like, that's, yeah, yeah. that's Houston's fucking shit. It is shit. confusing. I don't like it. Yeah. This, these are my two <laughs> platforms. Yeah, there is. I, I did just go to a Timberwolves game over Thanksgiving, and there, there is a banner that says, like, Minneapolis Lakers, but it, it's, like, I think just there for, like, it's not, like, the official, there's no official, like, title banners because those are yeah. at, at the Lakers, the crypto.com, whatever it's called now. Yeah, it's, uh, I those are there. It's, it's the Staples. Staples. Yeah. Like, Staples was, like, a guy. No, that's the Staples Center. <laughs> right. The let's, good people let's at show, Staples. Let's show the... Let's show Mr. Staples some respect. They should rename, like, Wrigley Field and Fenway Park, like, fucking Energizer Stadium and shit. Like, that would be... It's... Because, like, the Eagles play at the Link. I'm a Philly fan. Yeah. And we're like, the Link. And it's like, it's fucking Lincoln Financial Bank. It's like, let's stop trying to make it sound kind of cool. Right, right. Veteran Stadium sounded cool. Yes. That's the vet. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. It's like, yeah, let's let's not try to humanize these these soulless corporations. No, yeah. no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, Veteran Stadium, that was a cool name. That was uh, it was a dangerous place. Probably a lot yeah. of people got hurt there. Yeah, there's a lot of people getting uh, thrown downstairs, and I watched a lot of crazy shit <laughs> wow. as a kid. If, if you like wore the opposing team, yeah, you couldn't really do that. Yeah, I saw a guy get like a beer thrown in his face from like a lady. Yeah, he's like wearing Mets shit on his face, and some lady just threw a beer at him. Yeah, yeah, just crazy stuff. Yeah, nice, uh, uh, nice fans out there. And this is what this is where it was like, and we'll, we'll end on this. <laughs> Just like talking like a politician, we're gonna end on this. Um, there was a uh, an Army Navy game where, like, I guess a bunch of Army guys like were like leaning on a railing for a TV camera, and then the railing collapsed, and like four dudes got paralyzed and shit, and because they fell onto the cement floor that was the old vet. And I remember, like, as a kid, being like, "Well, you can't lean on railings at the vet." Like, that was my reaction. It wasn't like, oh, my God, these guys have been paralyzed. This is so sad. I was like, only an idiot would lean on the railing. <laughs> like, you know those things. Like, there's, like, right, duct tape right. holding. I'm like, oh, I know that. I've yeah, fucking, yeah. I've, like, put my foot up on it as a 10-year-old, and it's collapsed. Yeah. yeah, that place was a fucking dump. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I've seen uh, seen the seen pictures, videos. Yeah. You like this, the, when the Superdome collapsed? Do you remember that? Or the Metrodome? Metrodome, sorry. Yeah. yeah, where the fucking thing came oh, down. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. That was very cool. Yeah, well, the Metrodome, that's another total dump. But, like, I have this this soft spot in my heart for it. Like, such yeah. such great memories going there. And, um, and yeah, like Target Field now that twins have, beautiful. I went to it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it is beautiful. But yeah. it's like, I want the shitty old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Target want the Field, beautiful. One. U.S. Bank Stadium for the Vikings, beautiful. 
but they don't have that same character. No, like the fucking, the, like in right field, it looked like there was like a filing cabinet above the, <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the seats, right, yes. folded up. That looked for, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That looked so, when people would hit home runs into it, it would just bounce off, and like you could hear it on the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Right, and they had the, the, the right field wall was the baggy, they'd call it. Yeah, yeah, Because they would just have to put, or else it would all be like the, the football stands that just go straight up. So they put the the baggy, which was part of the right field wall, and yeah, that place just had so much character, character and was such like a home field advantage. And now it's like we have these beautiful new ballparks. Not but as fun. At what cost? No, know? like I had a guy on here that was talking about how like if you watch like old NFL clips from the seventies, it'll be like. Terry Bradshaw to Lynn Swan for a Super Bowl. And as, like, you're watching the slow motion pass, there's, like, a fucking, like, Buick LeSabre just parked next to the end zone. Uh, right. <laughs> like, right. Like, when the NFL just wasn't popular enough for, like, people wouldn't park their cars on the field. <laughs> or, like, there's just, like, a fucking, like, some dude, like, just doing a crossword puzzle during the game, like, at the 10-yard line. Like, I like that old fucking yeah. vibe of, like, yeah. it's not 100% manicured. Right. It looks, like, a little rough. Yeah, it's, yeah, and, and that was that was pretty true across the board. I've seen a lot of, yeah, old baseball clips like that where, um, where see so yeah, how these places look like, Dumps. Like, oh yeah, they're dumps. There's no and there's no like um, quality control basically <laughs> yeah. across the league. Like now everything is pristine except of course the one last the one last stadium like dump stadium I think out there in general is the uh, Coliseum, the Oakland. Yes, well that's on its last it's be- year and now, it's right? and it but it's beautiful. Yeah, I haven't been there. It's beautiful. It's like nobody's there. Yeah, it just looks like shit. Right, right, right. Yes, it's like it, it. I feel like I'm watching a baseball game, yeah. and they're gonna move to Vegas. And they're gonna have like a. Fu- they're gonna play in like a billion dollar right, fucking right, park. Palace, yeah. And you're just like, man, it's like it. It sucks. Too many people like it. That's yeah. why, like, I watch. I'm getting into college football now, and I watch the MAC, which is like you know Miami of Ohio versus okay. Akron. But yeah. like, you look at their stadiums, and you're like, these look like old NFL stadiums. Like mm. they're dumpy. Like there's like a base. There's like an infield marking or like second bases like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. end zone like they just look like shit yeah there's a track around the field for half of the teams right i like that yeah yeah that's i want it to look like somebody like on a friday night was like oh fuck dude there's a there's a game on sunday oh fuck we gotta set up the <laughs> we forgot right. to set shit up and there's like still things from the other teams around like right. i don't know yeah yeah they gotta yeah. go back yeah the the classics yeah yeah, it's too bad. Uh, too bad for Oakland. They they're losing losing the A's. Did they demolish the Metrodome? They, they did. blew it and up. That's, and they yeah they demolished and built a new stadium on the same that site. That sucks. Yeah, I liked uh, this. Is the last thing, and then we're gonna we're gonna get out on this. Yes. But uh, you ever what look at old photos of the Silver Dome? Oh yeah. Where it was like there's like just like a fucking wolf, <laughs> or like there's like animals eating each other like at midfield and. That was the coolest shit ever. Like when oh. they when they let it like they like left it. They just walked. Oh, yeah. They just walked away from it. Right. And, and then and then somebody went in and took photos. Like I eight did years. See that. Yeah. Someone did the same thing at uh, Astrodome. Yes. It yeah. looks awesome. Oh yeah. It's like that would be so fun to like go in a, in a, 
like an abandoned old like a palace of fucking memories you're like they won a world championship right there there's just an oak tree growing out of it (laughs) it's fucking beautiful yeah yeah yeah. that stuff should be maintained yeah well they they maintain the uh, astrodome they demolished the silver dome astrodome i think is a historic site so they can't demolish it yet there's i know there's some legal issues about it but Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis was big on that. I'm keeping keeping what? old shit. Keep, okay, that was her. That, that was her okay. legacy. Okay, her legacy. She had two legacies. Yeah, I can think one, of the other one. Probably. One was like holding her husband's brains. Yes, <laughs> and the other one was she went around New York and she was like historically marked things and okay. said that okay. has to stay forever. And that's why in New York you'll be like. There's like a, a you know the fucking new Freedom Tower and then like a bagel shop run by like two Jewish guys right, right next to it because that Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis said, "Don't touch it." Mm. Yeah, didn't know that about. Didn't know that was part of her legacy. Always, I, I always end on a Jackie O story. <laughs> uh, Malcolm, where can people find you? So online, yes, thank you. People can find me at uh, if you look at my name, Malcolm Kellner. You can find me on all the. Social platforms or whatever. I post some pretty silly and crazy stuff. Maybe you'll like it. So check it out. Also, I have a podcast called The Two Woke Boys, T-O-O, Woke Boys. It's a satirical character podcast with me and uh, another comedian, Jeff Zenisek, where we play characters and clown around and and uh, have fun. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, Check those out if you want. Way to give the plug to the camera. Yeah, yeah. The just, very, very professional. Yep, yep. So many people just are like, well, you can check it. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking look at it. Tell <laughs> I'm them. I'm not going to listen to your <laughs> shitty podcast. I do, so, like, yeah. I do like the pun on two woke boys. Right, right. Nice. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, well done. Oh, thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, no, it's a pretty insane show that will certainly eventually lead to my own cancellation but until then check it out it's for you guys thanks for coming on the show man thanks for having me